Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda Davis. I'm Linda Davis. Before we dive into God's Word today, just a little bit about myself. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I love sharing keys to abundant living. So if you haven't already, go grab a cup of coffee and join me today as I talk about speaking truth in love. We know we must contend for God's truth especially when there's so many different truths out there and your truth can be your truth and my truth can be my truth and whatever we make as a truth. And it gets more and more difficult to proclaim the truth of God's word. We must do this. But while we do this, we must also walk in love. So how do we combine both of these things? How do we combine speaking God's truth and walking in his love and then also remain in love when biblical truth is rejected and so are we in the process? First and foremost, we have to know the truth. What is the truth that we stand on? We must know that. What is God? provoking us to share. There are some things that should be said in the moment and some things that should be held back for a later time. You've heard the phrase, know your audience, and not that you conform biblical truth based on the audience, but you have to take into consideration where someone is coming from before you pounce on them with what you consider to be biblical truth. And understand, we have to have an understanding that people aren't coming from the same place of revelation, I'll say. I don't want to say knowledge, so I'll say revelation of God's word. And how do we do that first? First, we listen. We listen to someone before we speak. We hear where they're coming from and understand their perspective. Everyone has a different perspective because everyone comes from a different place. So we have to listen, understand the other person's perspective, hear them out, and then respond with your truth. Make sure, and this is so vital, and actually, Our pastor shared this this past Sunday, and I thought it was so good in regards to Roe v. Wade. And that's really not what this podcast is all about, but it does apply to it. And so he said, we have to do a self-check of the condition of our heart as we win individual battles, because really, truthfully, it's not about winning and losing. It's about contending for the kingdom of God and souls. That's what it's really about. So he said, we have to make sure the posture of our heart is in the right place when we win a battle. Because if the posture of our heart is not in the right place when we do win a battle, then we're going to lose the whole war. And there's a lot of wisdom in that. And so 
it's kind of a combination of listen before you speak. And I would even say, check yourself while you're listening or before you even know you're going to have this discussion, whether face-to-face, whether through texting, whether on Facebook. You know, there's a lot of keyboard warrior stuff out there. And is all it does is cause more division, which is from the devil. The devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy relationships, life, everything. Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. That's the difference. And so when we are responding, because as a Christian base, we do feel like we won a battle. We have not won the war. Actually, we're probably just like that baby who has taken their first few steps and they're a little wobbly. They're not used to winning. And now they've won. And, you know, what do we do? How do, how do we navigate this with our ear to the spirit of the Lord? I promise you that. But we can't just jump on somebody that is coming from a place of what they 100% believe to be truth and attack with our truth. Is all that does is put up defenses, cause division, cause frustration that grows to hate. So we have to watch our words. Take a moment, even if it's on Facebook or whatever other social media platform you might use, and ask the Lord, should I say what I'm about to say? There's been many times I have backspace to comment out because honestly, it was Linda and her flesh speaking. It was not the spirit of the Lord. And as an advocate and a mouthpiece for the spirit of the Lord, to increase and accomplish his kingdom purposes, I want to speak the words of the Lord. Let's be like Isaiah and have the coal put to our lips that our iniquity would be taken away and that we would only go and speak forth what the Lord sends us to speak forth when he sends us to speak it forth. Now, I'm not saying we should be fearful and, you know, we know that prompting of the Holy Spirit. Don't be hesitant to obey that, but speak words of love regarding the biblical truths of God's word. Keep going back to that place of love. Keep in your mind saying, I am talking to this person because I am concerned about their soul. I'm not concerned about winning this conversation. I'm not concerned about coming out of this argument feeling better than I went into it. I'm concerned about their soul. So always, if you have a moment, ask the Holy Spirit, help me. Give me wisdom. Give me discernment in this conversation. May I only speak forth what you would desire me to speak forth. The Spirit is our counselor and he's here to help us. Lord, I pray, open their ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying, that they would hear the love in my words, the truth in my words. Because a lot of times when we speak truth, people say we're not walking in love because we're not just accepting their truth, right? I've had that said to me. Well, you're not walking in love because you're not agreeing with what I'm saying. You're not accepting me. When it's not actually about the person, I'm actually not rejecting you. 
uh, I'm speaking God's truth to you and I'm willing and not in a judgmental way, but I'm willing to risk our whole relationship because I love you that much. It's just like disciplining a child. I'm going to discipline my child because I love my child, right? Spare the rod, spoil the child. We cannot, out of concern of a relationship disintegrating, not speak God's truth when he's prompting us to speak his truth. Even if the person rejects our truth, our words, I'll say that, not our truth, our words of truth. We have to trust that that's a seed that's been planted that somebody else will come and build on. And we pray. And if we've walked away from the conversation, seemingly losing the battle, seemingly losing a relationship, not being heard, not being understood, we just have to pray after that conversation is over that truth would remain, that those seeds would begin to plant and root themselves in the heart of the person that we spoke with and trust that God can work the rest of it out. Always, always speaking truth in love is costly, but God can work it for his kingdom purpose. It's not about us. We can't make the conversations about us. That's where we'll get distracted. That's where we'll get off course. If we make it about us, then we get hurt. Our hearts become offended, and now we're going to lose the whole war. We'll step back in offense, right? That's the, that's the ultimate goal of Satan. Can I offend you? Can I get you in a place of offense? Because if he can get us in a place of offense, any of us, then we are not fully yielded to the Holy Spirit, and it becomes more about satisfying our flesh. See, if the enemy can kill you, like physically kill you, or never allow you to even like babies in the womb, never even allow you to take that first breath, he's thrilled. But if he can't get you to that point, if he can just rob you of fullness of life, he's happy with that too, honestly. We know we are to speak the truth. We know we are to walk in love. And actually Ephesians 4.15 tells us, rather speaking the truth in love, We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. So you kind of have to go through the whole thing. What embodies that? Ephesians 4, that was Ephesians 4, 15. So let's see if you go up to like verse 11, right? He gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith. So winning an argument just for the sake of winning an argument is not building up unity. And Christ is coming back for a unified church. So it goes on to say, in the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, We have to know biblical truth and we cannot be swayed by this doctrine and that doctrine and what this person says and what that person says. We have to find it in the word of God. So tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitfulness and scheming. But in verse 15, back to where I said, speaking the truth in love, 
We're to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. So speaking the truth in love is knowing what the word of God says, spending time in the word of God, uh, discerning and breaking down the word, studying it out, and then speaking this truth in love. I mean, the truth of it is in John 8, 32, this is what sets people free. It's truth. Truth is what brings ultimate freedom. And that's what we want. We want ultimate freedom in Christ. We're responsible to speak the truth in love for the equipping, the unification. And most times I have found when you're doing this, the person you're speaking to typically does not want to hear what you are saying. But deep down, especially if they're another believer, they know they're just looking to satisfy their flesh momentarily. And they know uh, receiving your truth is going to cost them in changing their fleshly ways, if that makes, if that makes sense. But I would rather lose a relationship, a friendship, whatever, whatever the dynamic may be, and potentially maybe not before my eyes, but maybe down the road, saving a soul from condemnation. So we have to rid ourselves of the fear of man, right? We're afraid of losing friendships, family relations. We're afraid of straining them. We cannot be a man pleaser. This is powerful. And I want you to think on this. We cannot be a man pleaser and also servants of Christ. It can't happen. Galatians chapter one, right? Paul's basically, whose approval? It's a good question for us to ask ourselves. Whose approval am I seeking? Am I seeking the approval of man or God? This is Paul. Or am I trying to please man? If I was still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. We can't do both. We can't please God and man but we can walk in love when we speak God's truth. And a reminder as we're speaking this truth to others, like we're commanded to do, is that we are not the ones that are going to cause them to turn from their wrong thinking into repentance. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's the conviction of the Holy Spirit through our words. I think sometimes we take it upon ourselves, right? We're trying to make these people come to their senses, you know, and we can't. We just have to speak the truth in love. And then we most definitely, we don't just leave it there. We put prayer behind that. We contend in prayer continually after we have spoken the truth in love, after we have the conversation, after even maybe relationships have been severed. And love is vital in the battle we are in and the war we are contending for. The bigger picture, John 13, verse 35 tells us that everyone will know that we are disciples of Jesus Christ by the love we have for one another. If they do not see love coming from us, even in disagreement, They will never receive the words we have to say. They will never soften their hearts to the moving of the Holy Spirit. 
So it's always a priority of love with truth, guided and directed by the Holy Spirit as his mouthpiece contending for the souls of the ones we are speaking with, not contending to win the momentary argument, contending for the souls of the ones we are speaking with.